Hi, and welcome to Meetings with Remarkable Educators. I'm Bob Lovemore, and today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to speak to you directly from my own heart without notes as to why I do this podcast and why it is just so important that we understand um, great education, holistic education, and also my own life a bit and my contribution to the field. I hold that it's important that I have relationship with each of you as listeners. Granted, it's only through this podcast, but it's my hope that by becoming more available and understood as to why I do this and what's in it for all of us, that we can just develop a deeper and deeper understanding and bring that forward in education and in relationships with family and in life. Many years ago, I had the insight, which I don't think is particularly unique to me, that healthy adults make healthy decisions, and that most of the confusion in adults arises from confusions in our childhood. The essence of social justice for me is the switching of the understanding of how we educate not bringing more technology or less technology, not even this or that particular curriculum, but an understanding of how children see the world, how they organize the world, and how we can develop the relationships that allow optimal development, not just educative excellence, which is important, of course, but development of self, development of the whole qualities, all the qualities of our beingness. And so through many years of research, through uh, years and years of field work with children, through years of running seminars for parents, for educators, for running whole family programs for week-long intensives that were remarkably transformative for the participants, through just being being an educator myself, running three different schools, and more, I have come to see that children organize the world through their own understanding of what's important at a given moment in development. And this is really the heart of my work and Josette's work, and we've done this together now for all these years, And if you want to know, if you really want to be married and be in love with your wife, just lead seminars and programs together and develop an understanding of children together and be really honest with one one another and see what comes out of it in terms of deepening one's relationship. But we saw quite clearly that children of different ages organize their world in different ways. And we went on to specify this um, in, a, in an approach called natural learning relationships. Now, I'm not going to go into natural learning relationships here on this podcast right now. Josette did it on a previous podcast, and I invite you to please listen to that in which she's interviewed by our good friend Paul Friedman, who's just a wonderful man and has just become president of Self-Design Graduate Institute, where Josette and I are on the faculty 
and which we so appreciate and endorse because there you can design your own master's program with, a, with a, just an excellent and varied faculty. It's, it's a really stupendous program. So we brought this forward, and as we were more and more invited into conferences, uh, and by the way, we'll be speaking at the Rainbow Community School in their wonderful uh, uh, More Than Mindfulness Conference, uh, Education as a Sacred Art, which will be in uh, the beginning of October. So please look that up and please come. And if you do come and you listen to this podcast, please come and say hello. I would love to meet you. And it just, we saw that our understanding is seminal. That is, it's the basis of a child's consciousness. It's a basis of how they organize their world. And it's the basis of how and when they learn. And this is a really remarkable, in our opinion, understanding. It asks a different kind of question than had been asked before. The question is much more, what are the child's natural capacities? How do they unfold? And how can we develop relationships that call forth those capacities? Because when a child is met at their place of organizing the world, then they develop place, so important and so and being brought forward to us by many of the great educators who are uh, being interviewed on this podcast. But they develop trust and they develop autonomy or self-government and ultimately a really profound interconnectedness. So if you want social justice, you want people who know their place people who learn to trust themselves and others in a feeling way and learn to develop relationship, who develop a sense of self-government or autonomy, and finally, who understand that it's all interconnected, or as John Muir said, you pull on one part and all the other parts react. So as we developed this over the years and we able to bring it to more and more specificity, with the help of thousands of people uh, who did, worked with us with the help of many great educators and, and people who understand the importance of holistic life, we were able to expand uh, its applications in many areas, not the least of which is schools, curriculum, and education. But it might also be interesting to notice that we were able and love to bring forward this work in rites of passage. And we have had the uh, great honor of facilitating many rites of passage over our years of work. And one of the great programs that's come out of all of this is called the Raven Training, which is a rite of passage for children between 9 and 12, often a neglected age for rites of passage. And for the first time over the last couple of years, this rite of passage includes all genders, which is completely unique in an intensive rite of passage. But it's absolutely important, given our heterogeneous society and given the meaning and value of relationship, which I think if we look around, we can see has been so fractured in terms of community, in terms of uh, understanding one another and breaking through false cultural myths about mystique or macho or all those sorts of things. So natural learning relationships is supportive 
of all holistic approaches in children, family, education, and relationship. And even many people have even used it as a way to come back and understand their own life better because these capacities of place, of trust, of autonomy, and interconnectedness actually unfold over time. In other words, during our early years, that sense of place or belongingness by 9 or to 12, which is the point of the Raven Rite of Passage, that, uh, that, that develops in terms of trust and relationship. In the teen years, the earlier teen years especially, we develop the ability to self-govern because we want to organize autonomy. And ultimately, as in our full maturity, we realize the interconnectedness. Now, I know when you're listening, you're hearing maybe perhaps an an idealized version of human life. But in fact, it's not. In fact, it is natural. And it's coherent with brain research, the way different parts of the brain develop and when they come into, we might say, full power. And all of this, by the way, we have uh, written about. There's books. You can look us up on the Internet. Look up Natural Learning Relationships on Amazon, and you'll see many books, including some really short e-books that you might really enjoy. For instance, Natural Learning Rhythms and Brain Research and, and, and several other topics that are taken on like that. All of this is a way of saying that consciousness and the relationship and the unfolding of consciousness in a human is natural. It has a sequence, like all living things have a sequence. And that if we understand that, we're not talking about anything idealized at all. But we're talking about a natural unfolding of a human who is appropriately developmentally nurtured. Now, before anyone thinks, oh my God, this is a template and, you know, some white guy sitting in his house or something, let me assure you of several things. First of all, anyone from any culture can meet the developmental needs and the developmental imperatives. Talking about developmental nourishments is like talking about physical diet. Every kid needs protein. Every kid, if they don't get it, is going to suffer from it. And likewise, every kid needs certain developmental nourishments at various stages of life. However, just like we can offer protein in many, many different ways, so we can offer the, uh, the nourishments to develop place and trust and autonomy and interconnectedness according to our own backgrounds, according to our own culture. So in a sense, natural learning rhythms is, uh, relationships is offering half of an understanding, like it's saying, hey, here's the field of unfoldment from the point of view of well-being, from the point of view of a natural expression of consciousness. And you can meet those needs in many, many different ways. But if you don't meet those needs, just like if you don't have a decent diet, there will be negative effects. And those negative effects will be seen in a psychological and emotional way and will be reflected in the society by certain things that we see. For instance, without a sense of place, it's much harder to really understand Uh, uh, um, ecology, global warming, and those kinds of issues. 
because if it's your sense of place, you wouldn't ruin it. But if it's not, then it's some objectified event outside of yourself that's there for you to manipulate out of your own insecurities and fear. Likewise, and if there's not a sense of trust, if the, sense, if the development of trust isn't developed, we see social outcomes in things like fractured communities, racism, all the isms. Nobody has a, a biased gene. Those things are learned. But in fact, when you meet those need, the developmental needs, racism, things like that, they don't even arise now, I'm not trying to shortchange that racism is systemic in the culture and things like that, but I am saying that an antidote is the proper relationships to the development of trust and relationship in children such that the health and the importance of diversity and tolerance and all those wonderful things that uh, arise from our sense of trust, that they have um, that they will play out in the society towards well-being and health. And likewise, again, the same sort of thing. Autonomy means the ability to self-govern. It doesn't mean a rebellion or individual moving away as I'm separate or I'm an individual. It means I need relationships still, but I need to be able to have agency and know from myself out how to govern myself. And lastly, interconnectedness is this profound knowledge, knowledge that's in our bones, knowledge that's not information-based. And so the unfolding of this throughout childhood, the unfolding is the way to bring forth well-being in, in ourselves, in, in everyone around us, and in our culture. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. That's what natural learning relationships does. So it gives us that opportunity. And because it's in that opportunity, we can reorganize how we approach education. We can make education use the right communication uh, mediums in order so that the uh, information or the learning is offered in a developmentally appropriate way. We can recognize that trust and relationship is the basis of all learning, and it's even carried out in the way the brain processes memory. We can bring these things to the curriculum. We can bring an understanding of how to allow a co-creation with a student without violating our adult knowledge of what's really necessary for their appropriate growth. And these things are the heart of a holistic education. They're the heart of allowing that wholeness of the child to come forward and the wholeness that is inclusive of an ongoing awakened spiritual quality to be present throughout the learning process. So that's why I do what I do and over the years I've learned how wonderful so many other people have worked in this field how wonderfully and how they have brought forth their understandings in specific ways in different educational uh, environments as well as in a more general understanding of what a human is, what life is, what well-being is and what's necessary for our healthy society. That is why I do this podcast because their work 
is so important for all of us to listen to. And if you listen to each of the podcasts, you'll hear the different aspects of the whole child being recognized, specific ways to connect to each of to 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 this to each of the children, to respect each of the children, and also very importantly to bring relevant, dynamic knowledge and understanding to the education world so that we can grow up, so that children grow with a deep sense of their own value, of their own purpose, of their own curiosity, and of their own willingness to learn and participate in this world. So I want to say a few more things uh, logistically about the podcast going forward. Um, after these uh, year of practice and these nine months of podcasts, and I'm very grateful to the listeners, and I know by podcast standards, especially for a unique subject like holistic and remarkable education, to have over a thousand subscribers at this point is remarkable in itself. Uh, just a great thank you to you, but I also know that there are some changes that are needed. One of them specifically is the change of uh, the introduction and the way the teaching story is told and the, uh, the, the conclusion, and that they sound a bit canned, and perhaps that's because that's the way I approach them. So from now on, I will introduce each of the podcasts with the guests in-house so that it is more alive and meaningful to each of you, to each of us. The, the, the other change that uh, I want to do is I want to include teaching stories, but I want to tell them more like I tell them in seminars and places like that rather than I've been literally reading them after I wrote them out. And I think that's a bit rote. So I'm just going to say, hey, here's the teaching story, and then I will tell the teaching story. And just for the fun of it and extempore right this moment, I think I'll tell one right now. So <clears throat> my old friend, the wise fool, um, had lived out in the country and decided he had to move to town. So he moves to town, and all of a sudden there's a knock on his door one night, and one of his friends shows up and says, hey, I need a place to stay for the night. And, of course, in the East, but especially almost anywhere, you welcome a friend in and you say, okay, please come and stay and, you know, give him a nice hot bowl of soup and so on. Well, a few nights later, there's another knock on the door, and this time it's a different person who says, Hi, I'm a friend of the friend who stayed here the other night. And so with a sigh, the wise fool invites them in, and but with good spirits, because as my colleague Four Arrows makes really clear to me, a, f a friend of my friend is all automatically a friend to me. And so I'm sure that was also true for our wise fool. And so he invites the other person, the new person in, and offers him a bowl of soup. And well, by now the word's getting out in the rural village hey, go to town, stay at the wise fool's house, and you know, you'll have a great night's sleep and a lovely bit uh, and a lovely dinner. Well, soon a third person shows up 
And then a few nights later, a fourth person shows up. Well, one night, a fifth person shows up. And the wise fool says, sure, sure, come in and says, oh, okay, would you like some soup? And he gives him, uh, and he gives him, and he gives him some soup. And the guy tastes it and says, well, you know, I'm a friend of the friend of the friend of the friend who stayed here before. And the wise fool turns to him and says, yes, and that's the soup of the soup of the soup of the soup that I gave to the first person who stayed here. So I don't interpret these stories for you, but I want to assure you that each and every story has its own education value. And in addition to other kinds of values, including how we relate to each other and spirituality and on and on and on. And of course, teaching stories like this have been used for time beyond memory in every culture and uh, to, to bring forth deeper understandings and hopefully a bit of humor in understand in living the human condition. And the reason I say the wise fool and I don't give names because the the stories come from many traditions and the wise fool could be the wise fool from anywhere in the world. So from now on it'll just be a quick announcement. Hey, here's the teaching story and there it will be and then we will get right back to the guest at the current time. At this time, I want to make it really clear to you that we need uh, support, more support, to be able to continue these podcasts uh, as they've been going. We need to be able to travel a bit to meet some of these educators. And of course, there's lots of costs attendant to putting on the podcast. Josette and I have no income from these podcasts. We're happy to do them. They make abundant sense to us and give us great fulfillment in our own sense of meaning and purpose in life. And we uh, offer them uh, to each of us, including back to ourselves, for the great clarity, wisdom, and opportunity with children they bring. Nevertheless, there is a cost involved. And so I ask and actually kind of implore you to go to Patreon, Remarkable Educators, or meetings with remarkable educators, and please become a monthly donor. You'll see there's all kinds of great gifts there. Josette's done all this work to put forth inclu- uh, great gifts, including some of our ebooks, as well as charts and just all kinds. There's hints, there's newsletters on uh, ways to educate and parent that we've developed over the past 40 years in our practice. So, Please, if possible at all, go to Patreon, a buck a month, three bucks a month, five bucks a month. There's even high end where Josette and I can actually take time to go ahead and have private conferences with you because that would supplement our income uh, at that level of giving so we can actually go ahead and work with you as an individual family or an individual school. So please, 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 if possible, go to Patreon. And then also we have, uh, Josette has developed the Zoom video platform. And after years and years of in-person seminars and being hired by schools and many organizations, we're now able to offer video classes 
which uh, for for groups of people, and of course the greatness of this is we can see each other, we can talk each other to each other, and we can be anywhere in the world. Now we've been doing this in part through the Graduate School of Self-Design and had people from China and Brazil and many other places in our graduate classes. And now we want to open it to the public with specific natural learning relationship-based programs. Now, there's another website other than RemarkableEducators.com, which is LoveMoreConsulting.com. That's L-U-V-M-O-U-R Consulting.com. And there you'll find descriptions of more about who we are, what we've done, recommendations, references, and also three different programs that you can sign up for if you so choose. One is just for schools because Josette has lots and lots of experience helping schools organize their culture towards holistic goals. Another is for educators, for many of you who are listening, who want to understand natural learning relationships more deeply and understand how to really develop powerful holistic curricula and relationships uh, in your own education uh, practice. And um, lastly, there is a program that I'm very near and dear to my heart called Family Awakening. There's a tremendous confusion that family is a cost center. In fact, when we understand the kinds of relationships and bi-directional development that's available, family is actually a place for us to enrich ourselves to learn and grow in self-knowledge, to learn and grow in our own sense of place and trust and autonomy and interconnectedness. And that's a richness beyond money and beyond many other things and just almost beyond anything, really. And it turns family into a place of curiosity and enjoyment and the relationships themselves become a medium of, 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 of enjoyment, of engagement. And it takes some of the emphasis off of outside entertainment or outside activities as necessary for family happiness. So those are available again on lovemoreconsulting.com. And you can just see who we are and... You can call, there's phone numbers there or email, or there's also forms in which you can sign up to do a program with us on Zoom, which would allow us to really get to know each other better and really enjoy one another. So I thank you once again for listening. I thank you so much for your commitment to children, to understanding in an emergent world how we can go ahead and be inclusive and creative and allow the greatness that resides in each of us as humans to come forward. This is Bob Lovemore. Thank you so much for listening. And next podcast, we will return to our usual format with great educators, remarkable educators from the field of education. Thank you. Meetings with Remarkable Educators is brought to you in part by our friends and supporters on Patreon. If you enjoy our podcast and want access to enriching gifts for parents and educators, please visit 
patreon.com slash remarkableeducators and consider becoming a patron. Your support means the world to us and will allow us to continue this essential project. Our sound engineer is Dimitri Young. Our webmaster is Nathan Young and our all-important social media maven is Cleo Young. All podcasts are transcribed with show notes and can be found at remarkable-educators.com. This is Bob Lovemore reminding you that holistic relationships with children leads to joy and self-knowledge with the adults in their lives. With respect for you and for children everywhere, see you next time.